and welcome to the Hack Your Mindset podcast with me, Jenny Winterleach, the Mindset Hacker. So wherever you are today and whatever it is you're doing while you're listening to this, settle in and enjoy the ride. Okay, hi everyone and welcome today to Katie Lawrence of um, Riviera PR and Deciphering Dressage. Hi, welcome Katie. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. Um, now, I've known Katie for years. In fact, um, I know Katie so well, I dragged her along as bridesmaid at my wedding. So we've shared many happy times together. Um, so I just thought it would be fabulous to bring Katie on today because um, Katie runs Riviera PR, which is her new recent venture, which is very exciting. And also, um, has for all the time I've known her, has actually had really big corporate demanding jobs whilst doing her dressage as well so we're today we're going to be talking about social media and PR we're going to be talking about managing full-time jobs with competing in affiliated dressage as well we're going to be chatting about Katie's journey um, and indeed the exciting part of that journey now new chapter where she is with Riviera PR and so if you've got any questions on anything to do with any of that and of course Katie and I've been working together for years and years in fact Katie was actually one of my very early clients um, and obviously I didn't have any friends then so she became a friend <laughs> so um, that's how we got to know each other um, I've got lots of friends now so I don't have to do that with clients it's all cool so yeah anyway <laughs> We're going to be chatting about things like that. So, Katie, maybe you just want to take a moment to introduce yourself in the way that you would like to be introduced while I also have a look on the Facebook page now, see if there's any questions or anything come through. Yeah, no worries. I think you've probably summed it up quite well. Um, I was trying to work out today how long it's been since we met. And it was obviously before River, my horse, just before DJ. So I think it must be five or six years ago now. And I only remember that first session of discussing blue fluffy blobs. Um, amongst other things, one thing I can remember, like the first conversation we had. Um, but yeah, that was before uh, I think I was um, very fortunate to have a lesson with Charlotte Dujardin coming up, and I was dead nervous about riding in front of her. So my mum, bless her, booked me a session with you. And that's where it all began. Yes, indeed, that is where it all began. I remember now in the indoor school at Merriswood Arena, DJ, oh. bless him, was on his uh, best behaviour, I think we'd probably say. <laughs> he was quirky he was quirky bless him wasn't he and uh, yeah that's where it all began so we did some of my very early stuff then didn't we around about how you can control your mind and your body at that point in time and we might even get on to some of that stuff later on and how that's helped you but I think probably um, to start off with let's have a little chat about um, let's have a chat about um, Riviera PR and where you are today tell us yeah. some more so um, it kind of, it was something I toyed with probably five or six years ago. Um, <laughs> just what you're up to now. <laughs> um, and um, I think somebody came to me and said, oh, be, you, you've managed to get sponsors for yourself and you're just riding at Novice. How did you do that? And I thought, oh, maybe I could do that for other riders. Um, but nothing really came of it. Um, I can't remember which job I was working in at the time, but I just decided corporate job was safe. Um, was enjoying what I was doing, didn't really have any objections against it, and I thought being a contractor or self-employed was was far too risky. Um, but I started what I thought was my dream job 18 months ago, and uh, moved my whole life, moved away from my friends, bought a house, thought it was going to be the bee's knees, and was pretty much miserable from day one. Um, and I got to breaking point and my notes period was six months 
and I went, stuff it, I'm just going to have my notice and work this out later. Um, obviously did some work with you on that and you said well you're pretty good at that social media stuff why don't you why don't you give that a go i thought well service business i can i can set this up i i have ridden for a long time i balance work and riding um ride reasonably competitive like i'm not an international rider but i do okay and i thought maybe i can just come at this at an angle from an angle of of a rider you know and and help riders um I think it's really challenging now. Riders can't just be riders. They've got to be business managers. They've got to be social media managers. They've got to be accountants. And there's so much more to it now than just riding and teaching. And um, from my years of getting it right and getting it wrong, I thought maybe I can use this to help other people. And I really enjoy helping. So if I can help riders, well, and quite a lot of businesses now, um, to do better, to succeed with their social media, um, whether it is to get sponsors, then I thought, you know, why not give it a go and just see what happens. Okay, so I would say you've done more than just give it a go and see what happens, really, wouldn't you? Because actually, you've you've done some great stuff in um, doing it part time outside of your, you know, outside of your job. Um, like already you've done fantastic social media for us on flying changes it was an absolute godsend when i went away for a couple of weeks and was completely out of contact for you to be doing the socials for us and and made a huge difference in that as well um for flying changes you know got our stats up got our stuff up and running um even more than it had been i mean seven years i've been i've been doing this for now and uh and actually in the things that you did and the and the work that you did um you did more in those few months to do stuff than it had taken me to try and do it myself for six or seven years. So I think, you know, don't undersell yourself here, like because you've got the knowledge and the understanding of things that those of us doing other stuff haven't got the time to go and work out or the inclination. Um, it means that you're able to shortcut. So we can be doing what we're good at as businesses, as riders, that kind of thing so that and you're going to do what you're good at which is to manage the social and get things in the right places and, and the amount of times I've sent poor Katie I really do feel for her sometimes I've sent her a <laughs> message going why isn't there a link in my Instagram you told me there's a blog and there's no link and Katie's going well no you can't put a link in Instagram I'm going oh, okay what's this link in bio nonsense about what are you what are you telling me and she's like no well that's what's this thing so I really do honestly if you work with Katie her patience is fantastic she's uh, she's <laughs> she's dealt with me <laughs> perfectly fine yeah yeah <laughs> um so if she can deal with me then then she's going to be fine with anyone else but you, maybe Katie you can give us some hints and tips on socials because actually I think you've got more knowledge than you realize and I think you know giving people hints and tips and telling them what they can be doing and why it's important for riders and businesses but mainly riders really to be thinking about their social even if they're not international status even if they're you know wanting to be an influencer or they want to somehow be out there just tell us a bit about that yeah no problem um I actually did a few phone calls this week of offering like a free sort of power half hour to chat to people and a lot of the time the question came up was was people saying you know I'm, I'm lost I don't really know what to write about anymore and I think for me it always goes back to your why so why did you set up the page in the first place and if that it was a diary to work on you know to record your journey then keep it that people started following that because they're enjoying what you were doing um and I think what makes that easier is working out what your personal brand is so you know everyone goes oh you know branding oh it's corporate businesses it's not you you can have your own brand you don't have to shout about it 
you don't have to post what it is, but just be aware of that. So for me, with my Decipher and Dressage page, it was really like I'm an amateur rider trying to balance riding and competing and competing to the highest level that I can. Um, so my brand was that amateur dressage rider. So then everything starts to focus around that. And you can just do a little brainstorming session, spend 10 minutes, especially now, like you have got time, everyone's got time at the moment, sit and work out what that is. And then you can expand from there. So if it is me being an amateur rider, and it's just easy for me to use this as an example at the moment, um, think about what things make up for that. So how am I um, fitting in my riding? How do I plan my week? What products make my life 10 times easier? Um, you know, and then when you start thinking about those little bubbles, you can then bubble off those to make even more posts. So if I'm using products that make my life easier, what products are they? Is it a feed? that makes my life easier because it's an all-in-one complete feed. Is it an amazing product? So I can happily drop Jake and Equit Stream in this and their products. They have these products that just make grooming so quick and easy. So I can talk about that because I believe in it and it makes my life easier. And it's all those things that kind of point back towards your brand. Um, you know, working with yourself, how did that help me? Well, did we work on just performance stuff? No, we worked on how I could you know, leave work behind and go and ride my horse and that be a separate situation. And then, and then everything kind of hangs off that. And I think that's when you've got that brand of yourself sorted, all the rest kind of flows. And um, if you are sat quiet and you've got busy, you know, you, you run out of ideas. When you do have ideas, just put everything down in the notes section of your phone. So you can put 20 post ideas as it comes up. And then on another day, you can post about it when you have got time or you've run out of content or run out of things, things to do. But I think fundamentally when you are posting especially as your rider just think about that and, and relate everything back because when you think about your why and why you did that and who you are everything else can kind of stem back to it perfect thanks very much Katie that's really good and hopefully that's really helpful for a lot of the people that are watching at the moment because um you know uh, I know uh, a lot of people in the lounge here right now aren't necessarily um pro riders I mean obviously some of my guys in here are um, but a lot of people are amateurs and they want to be able to post about their journey, their story. They're not necessarily looking for sponsorship or anything like that. But if something came along, if, if they were talking about a brand that they love because they genuinely do love that brand, yep. because that's kind of what you're saying, is it? Don't just do it for the sake of it. Do it because you genuinely yeah. love it and work with it and enjoy it. What if that brand then did come to them and say, hey, we love the fact that you've been promoting our brand. We'd like to work with you. What would you say to them about kind of hints and tips around working with brands in that way? Um, I think that if they're coming to you, that's fantastic. Um, a lot of the times I kind of work with people that are approaching, approaching them, but just have a chat with them and work out what would be in it for both of you. So if they want 30 posts a week of you promoting their product, it's probably not feasible and, and not something you'd want to do. But if there is a balance that works effectively for you, so you, know, you do commit to posting, you perhaps commit to writing a blog for them, do really work out what you can commit to because actually it does take a lot of time to keep up a, a good social media platform and a website and a blog um so do think about it um i've really got into the idea of sponsor sunday i just love that if you're on a sunday write about your sponsors um but you know just just agree it up front what will work for both of you and that you know if they if it is enough like a lot of the time i do think people try too much to think about what's in it for me and you've got to work out what you can offer them but at the same time 
if you're going to commit to doing two posts a week for them and a blog and they offer you 10% off, is that is that going to work for you as well? Um, I would always, 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 if you want to approach a brand, think about how you can help them. Always, you've got to put their hat on and work out, you know, how can you help them? You know, if, if somebody came up to you and said, give me free stuff, what for? You know, so do think about it. Really try before you ever approach a company, put that hat on and go, okay, how can I help them? And if, if it was me and somebody was coming to me and asking for my product for free, what would I expect back? And I think that changes the whole dynamic because really you want to help them and help help promote them. Cool, thank you. And what about then, um, completely forgotten what I was going to ask. And I had a fantastic question for you. It was right on the tip of my tongue. Okay, yeah, so why, here we are. That's the question I remember now. Um, why do you think riders now want and need sponsors because it's not about a saddle pad or a coat or is it or you know about a free bit of something it's way more than that now isn't it and I know you work with some real top riders on big packages and things for them around sponsorship and social and branding and things like that what is it that you're doing for them that they need it's a good question um a lot of it is you know a the products would make their life easier so being uh having feed you know if you're running a big yard it's expensive and it's kind of a bit part about is bringing that cost down but i think a lot of it is also the kudos and um the fact you're representing some big brands um that helps you know when you're you're out competing it looks good but also you know if you're coaching and, and want to coach people the fact you are associated with big companies um kind of gives you a little bit of a yeah i think like good um Words gone completely from math, but kudos and, and reputation is the word I'm looking for. Sorry. Um, so I think it, it's a good mix of, of both of those things, really. You know, the, the sponsorships do make life easier, but at the same time, it is about having that backing in that team and making a really good team because fundamentally, for me, when I'm riding, being part of a great team is there's nothing else like it, really. So it can be quite a singular, lonely sport. Um, so adding those companies in as another factor, which makes it all a bit more enjoyable. Cool. OK. And so with that, then, um, who who have you got on your team at the moment and what have you enjoyed the most about having those people on your team? Then obviously you have to say me. <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got this one sponsor and she's a nightmare. Um, I think it's I've got a real mix. Um, I obviously work with yourself and I've worked with you for a really long time. Um, and that's been really great. Like, less of the, less of the really long bit now, okay? Because that's but it does really make old. us both. It does make us yeah. both sound old. So we, yeah. you know, we just really need to be mindful of our personal brand here. Mine's very young and fresh, by the way. Oh, okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll let work you carry with you on that. All right. Um, <laughs> um, and and in that sense, like for me, with my competing as a junior and on my last horse, Oscar, I spent so much time stressing about competition that when he got injured, I realised I'd never enjoyed it. So we worked together a lot to make my competition experience a joyful one um so it was less stressful and um much less results based it was all focused on controlling the controllables which i'll talk about heaps um but then also like i've been really fortunate to work with brands like protexin and voltaire who are huge brands and support some of the top riders in the world and there's little old me that's tooting along in the background and you know they've recognized what i've done and the results and and they'll still celebrate them with me even though i'm much smaller than a nolly town and jumping around badminton or burley 
um, and then balanced horse feeds have supported me with feed and that's been incredible because A, I know I've got good feed and advice behind me but B, the financial uh, saving on that has been really, really big. So um, yeah, I think for me, it just made me feel like I could do it and it was a real boost. And, you know, sometimes I'd almost be embarrassed about working with them, but um, yeah, it, it's a real pleasure. I think it's an honor to be associated with some of those brands. So I've been very fortunate. Cool, okay, thank you. Right, I've got a question coming from Cassie here. Oh yeah. Uh, Cassie is one of our fellow ambassadors on the uh, Flying Changes Ambassador Scheme. Hi, Cassie. Um, right, it looks like she's got two questions. Okay, right, I have a question. I've been offered products from brands before and I've tried their products, but I don't believe in promoting a product unless I believe in it. And a company that I love won't use me as an ambassador as I already promote their products. So how do I promote myself to these companies without giving it all away for nothing? Does that make sense, that question? Yeah, I think so. So yeah, okay. there is a there is a fine line between promoting a product because you love it, and then them going, "Well, you already shout about it, so why would I?" But also, um, yeah, like actually being able to get something off off them. And I think keep looking over there. Um, concentrating faces, not my finest. Um, if you do genuinely, genuinely love a product. There's nothing wrong with dropping it in post. And I think especially at the moment, like it's good to be doing everyone a favor. If you're posting about them every single day and you're not yet getting anything from them, then, which is fine, you can do that. Um, but there's no incentive for them. I think you almost need to think about it like dating. So this is an analogy I've just come up with, but you know you want to flirt a bit you want to show that you're interested but don't give it all away on the first date so if you are truly genuinely loving a product and and do want to work with them um do a couple of posts here and there to show them what you're capable of but also approach them so before you start shouting and shouting and shouting about them from the rooftops approach them before you get to that phase but if you know you love them and you've used it for years um but haven't yet started posting about it do drop the odd few posts, but do go and speak to the brand up front. The worst thing is that they say no, and then, you know, but if you do genuinely love it and want to talk about it, then then do. There is nothing wrong with that. And I think actually genuine posts, A, a lot of people are more likely to buy from the, the normal riders, I think, showing how they truly use a product than a big rider because um, it all sometimes looks like they're just paid for it. Some riders do it very well. Um, so, oh God, I lost my train of thought. Um, but no, I've gone. I've gone. That's okay. While you'll get your train of thought back, I'll just tell you that the reactions to your analogy of dating is perfect. Yeah. People are loving that. No, um, kind of, you couldn't you've got see to find me. A balance, you know, it is. It is really important to talk about brands you love, and that's what I was going to say. So, if you are genuinely talking about products you love then maybe that company won't work with you but people start seeing you as someone they can trust for talking about products they like and then they'll be like oh cassie yeah she really recommends she keeps talking about this product i might go and try it and then more people come and follow you because you're you're becoming a bit of a an expert in your field don't talk about everything like if you really genuinely do it and they are genuine posts 
they're great and people will come to you as, a, as someone they can rely on and then opportunities might fall off the back of that. Perfect. Cassie says that makes sense. Thank you. So that's great. Thanks very much, Katie, for that one. And we love an analogy off the cuff. They're the, they're the best type for sure. You didn't do much dating. <laughs> well, maybe we all now know why. But, you know. <laughs> okay. So um, some other things then. So you're, you are a bit of a social media guru, like, um, you know things about it that I don't even have time to learn, let alone any inclination to, to be quite honest with you. Um, so when it comes to, let's go Facebook first, and then we'll do Instagram, and then we'll talk about any other types that are probably out there that I wouldn't even know of. What would be your top tips if someone wants to grow their Instagram or they want to get more visibility and they don't necessarily at the moment want to work with someone like you specifically, but they just want to have a little go at some stuff for themselves? Um, so for Instagram, I think probably hashtag engagement is is top. Um, I've given away everything for my little coaching program right now. Um, but uh, so follow, get doing some hashtag research at the moment you've got time. So there's no excuses. Um, look at posts that you or accounts that you love and look at the hashtags that they're using and look at the hashtags that are doing well. You then want a really good mix of some that have got a few million, some that have got tens of thousands and some that have got hundreds. Um, the reason being, I don't know if you've ever like followed a hashtag, but it goes with top and recent. And if you happen to be the most recent on a top one, excellent. Lots of people are going to see it, but you'll probably fall away in uh, the top because there'll be people with millions and you won't get seen. Whereas if you're on a smaller hashtag, you will get seen as perhaps one of the top posts, which is what it defaults to. So um, get, get a good mixture. You can have up to 30 hashtags um, on a post. Um, I've heard, I think that Instagram likes eight to 10, but you can still use 30 at the moment. Um, I would recommend at least using eight, but anywhere in between. Um, and then the notes section of your phone. So this is the golden place to keep stuff. Try and drop in maybe 60 hashtags you don't have to do it all at once but if you do doing some research and you find some great you should probably update them but then take a handful of them each time and just copy and paste them into your post so you don't want the same hashtags every single post that doesn't perform well but a handful of them but if you've got them all locked in your phone then that's great and then perhaps every couple of months just update them with what's going on trends i mean you wouldn't want to keep covid19 in your hashtag list in six months but for now you know um it's one to get you up and noticed um also follow hashtags so it's good to follow accounts but if you follow hashtags you see more accounts it's hard if, if that makes sense so instead of just following dave who keeps posting lovely if you follow hashtag pause you might see dave fred jim harry and bob now if you comment and engage on those they might engage back so instead of um having one post and one person engage back you get one post and you might get six different people engaged um i think the hashtag world is a bit of a dark art and I'm still, well, I think you all still are learning. There's no degree, well, I don't have a degree in it yet, but um, you just have to be engaging. I think a lot of it is the more you put into those pro platforms, the more you succeed. So my deciphering dressage page has always done brilliantly well on Facebook. I spend much more time on Facebook with it. My Riviera PR page, doing well on Instagram, much better on Instagram. I spend more time on Instagram with it. Um, it's just about what you get in 
you get back that relationship. Perfect. Thank you very much. And um, so that's just some hints and tips about one tiny element of what you can do with Instagram, isn't it? And yeah. I know you keep giving me bits of information. That I go, what? I don't understand what you're on about. That yeah. you 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 will then explain to me about all sorts of different things. There's lots of stuff, isn't there? There's things like stories, there's Instagram TV, there's like little videos you can do. There's all sorts of really cool stuff. So if someone wants to know more about how they can do that for themselves with you, you've yeah. got a four week coaching thing coming up am I right have you still got spaces on that or is that full now yes um so okay, I've so got a couple, of, couple of spaces for April still left um more in May um basically it's a four-week program so my focus has been on basically sort of getting social media sorted and then how you go about approach brands to work with them so over the four weeks we'll cover branding yourself from week one um into week two we go into how you use social media and then we go into how you approach a brand and then you manage a good relationship with them. Um, it is all one-to-one -one sessions with me. So we'll get quite a deep dive and be able to look at your platforms. But there's also a heap of worksheets that go alongside that to help. Um, so you'll get a little bit of homework each week as well. And then there's hints, tips, cheats, um, there's hashtag lists, there's all sorts that come along with it. So, um, But all of it is basically to get you up and running. So when we come out the other side, um, you're ready to go and support brands or if you are working with companies right now but your social media isn't perfect there is no excuse not to do it fab thank you very much for that um we could go a little bit into facebook if you want to just a tiny little bit a couple of hints and tips there about how to grow a facebook audience or maybe even you know what why you'd use a page as opposed to yourself or groups that kind of thing so just a couple of bits on that because again you know if you really want to know more about how it works for you because this, like you said it's very tailored this isn't it it's like it depends what your brand is what you're doing how as to how you use stuff it's my understanding yeah, um, yeah. so um, tell us a little bit of general bits there then uh so facebook uh don't use hashtags doesn't like them. Um, videos perform best on Facebook, followed by photos and then posted words don't do that well. Um, I would also say um, I had a great tip and it's just disappeared off the top of my tongue. Um, if you are oh, the bonus of setting up a page rather than having it as your personal profile is insights. So insights give you all the stats about your reach, how posts are doing and how they're performing. Um, which for me I think is massively important so when you're approaching a brand to work with them you can say oh yeah this week I've had a reach of 30,000 people so you might only have 2,000 people that follow you but the reach is massive that can see what you're doing and you can increase that reach by um, sharing it to your own pages sharing stuff into groups um, getting people to engage with it and if people comment on your post always comment back always there's you know if you want your post to grow then you're going to put the effort in um, it doesn't just happen by magic so yeah um really be engaging has been my top tip for facebook cool thanks very much so i think that's kind of covered a little bit about sponsorship about riders about brands about working with them about your instagram your facebook is there any other social media platforms or anything that you think's worth using at the moment for riders and sponsors uh i think some are still using twitter and twitter is um still quite popular with, with the hours that they have. Um, LinkedIn is growing in popularity. Um, I think, I don't want to say TikTok, but I'm sure that's gonna be happening soon. Uh, it scares me because I'm worried I'm gonna feel like a dad at disco when I get into the world of TikTok. 
Um, but for me at the moment, Facebook and Instagram, the two big ones, I think they work really well for riders. Uh, Instagram is going to overtake Facebook fairly soon. So if you're not on Instagram, get on it. You need to. Um, and then get a website. If you are really serious, like people need somewhere where they can go to, people are going to research you. If you're a rider and trainer, people need to be able to find you. Um, so a good website is pretty important. Okay, so just to touch on that really, really quickly then, um, you know, when you say a good website, you can spend thousands and thousands, can't you, on a website, um, but really it just needs to be a place where people can see about you, contact you if they want to, because a lot of people will now research you on Facebook, won't they, they'll go and find your page, but they might want to check it out off, um, not offline, but you know, like on a website off of Facebook, so what would you say are the bare essentials and, and how would someone go about getting a really simple, basic but a fit, you know, like really effective website up and running, do you think? Um, you can build a base website pretty well um, using like WordPress and Wix, but I just get in touch with companies that can do it. Um, I think first and foremost, you don't have to spend a fortune, but if you are a bit nervous about it, um, do get in touch. I think a lot of it is, you know, people still Google um, trainers. So if people move areas, like it's pretty hard to go on for Facebook and say I want to find a trainer in Northampton um, whereas the internet will still be there for that um, and as well for sponsors it's another platform that you can sit and advertise yourself and I think that's pretty crucial you know you can put blogs on the website um, you can add all their logos to a website um, you can send newsletters out and um, emailing lists and those kind of things really make a difference cool and if someone does want to do that then that is also a service that you can provide isn't it getting us a, a website set up for someone as part of a, a package for them yep we can go big or small um or i can totally put you in the right place if you want to go all all beans with a big website know some really good companies for that as well so. cool thank you okay so we've talked now as so we've talked about social media we talked about sponsorship riding we talked a little bit about your journey um We've also touched on setting up your own business and, and how you did that. But I think there's some people out there that actually, especially now, yeah. are perhaps feeling a little bit like they're reassessing things, they're reevaluating things. Maybe their companies have annoyed them a bit. I know some people are getting really annoyed with their companies behaving in this current environment with things. They're not showing much compassion uh, or flexibility, which is actually what they do need to show. And they're perhaps starting to think about maybe whether they do do something different, whether they follow their dream or, you know, take that leap right now, because actually now is the perfect time to be doing that. Now, when you've got your own business, it's, it's much easier to what we call pivot which means you've got your own business, you can do start doing something different fairly, fairly quickly if you need to, because you've got that flexibility, you haven't got someone you're answering to. But if you're in a in a job, uh, as we both have done, I mean, I, I left my corporate big corporate job seven years ago, which is why I've spent the last probably four years trying to persuade you to do the same. <laughs> um, but what would you say would be your thoughts on that to people that are perhaps where you were six months ago? Um, knowing that really something isn't right for them, but just not knowing what on earth to do about it. What would you, what would you say to people that might be in that situation, especially right now? Yeah, I think it's, I feel like I was fortunate. I mean, I'm week one in, so I'll spend a few months to see how much money I'm earning. Um, but I had, I did sit and think a lot about what I could do and what I could set up and, um, Part of me, you know, part of you sits and goes, oh, how can I make a multi-million pound business and I can earn loads of money and never work? Um, 
but keep it small um, for now. Um, I think set it up so if it can be service based and online, um, then that's kind of perfect. But work out what you really enjoy doing. So when you're when you're going around the house, like you know, what problems do you have that you think you can solve, or think about you know what do people come to you and ask, um, and that's where. You you start building that base up I guess as well like I was quite fortunate because I had the six month notice period I started shoving a lot of, a lot of money in the bank not loads but some um so I know I've got a couple of months um grace before I, I start getting in trouble which allows me to to get moving but if you can make it in an industry you know I mean I've been really lucky most of the people that have come to me have been people I know or friends of people I know um because they've known me from from my riding and my my other backgrounds and that's been a huge help and I think if if you can tailor the two so think about what people are coming to you for help with and then are they people in a certain industry can you tailor it to that niche and and go from there and then get as much help as you can um I would recommend investing in a business coach um because they've done it all before and they've made all the mistakes that you are probably going to make but don't have to because you get to get to learn from them um and it puts you in such a better headspace like if you are getting in a in a panic and it is you can chat to them and they kind of work it out and, and you realize it's not that bad so they would probably probably be my my three tips so invest in a business coach work out what people are asking to you and coming to you from uh, for and is that in an area that you know and um get some money in the bank Okay, and what about the actual fear of doing it? So you're over that line now, you've done it. I couldn't have asked you this a couple of months ago because you you weren't there. In fact, a couple of months ago, I'm sure you don't mind me saying you were at the, oh my God, it's actually going to happen now phase. Yeah, <laughs> you, uh, <laughs> you're over that now. So what would you say about the, you know, six month notice is actually really rare, isn't it? To be able to have to do a six month notice period. And um, most people, for me, it was three, but most people it's one. Um, so obviously you've got, you had six months knowing that this was going to happen, but if someone's got say a month's notice period or something and, and, um, therefore when they decide to do it, they probably aren't just going to do it in a month that really wouldn't be recommended, but they've got their plan in place and they want to do it. How, how do you feel now you're the other side of, of getting over the fear and what would be your advice to people about getting over that, the fears, the concerns, the worries, all of the things that you've been through to get to where you are now? Um, a lot of that <laughs> I kind of still find it weird to talk about like with the mindset stuff um I so my background was I grew up in a farm well my family are farmers um I have a maths and engineering background and I've worked in motorsports so I don't really do airy fairy mindset non-tangible non-touchable can't really see direct results um always felt like it was a little bit or some wizardry um and for me i part of the business the, the work i did with um my amazing coach and do some stuff similar with you is a morning routine and i sit and i still find it hard to talk about because i do feel like it's a little bit airy fairy but um every day i just spend 15 minutes in the morning working out what i am grateful for um what writing down some affirmations so you know, if you are somebody that lacks confidence, 
that if you tell yourself you'll lack confidence, you always will lack confidence. So trying to turn that on its head um, and just spending some time meditating. Um, meditation for me, I suffered with depression a few years ago and it really helped me out of that and just get some sort of some peace and rest. And I think starting my day from those, those places with that, that little routine each day has made a really big difference. Um, being able to control my thoughts and my you know insecurities and just kind of it's not even quash them but just control them a little bit and say no you know you're not taking control of my day-to-day -day, um has been probably one of the biggest things that i think has helped me going into this cool sorry there's a, a little pause every time because i have to unmute myself so that okay. um so that you can see katie when she's talking on the screen she don't want to see me at the same time okay and yeah, and it's it's do you know it's a really interesting one. This the whole idea of of morning routines, affirmation, um, what you're grateful for, um, that kind of thing. Because actually, I can tell you now that uh, I am in a group with lots of incredibly successful business people. Like they are multimillionaires, they run massive companies, and nearly all of them do something like that and have that view of mindset which is about you have to be in control of your own mind you have to be grateful you have to be very present you have to take time to give your brain a rest as well as your body and things to take the pressure off yourself know when to put it on know when to be motivated because any entrepreneur whether they've got people under them in a business or whether they're a bit more of a one-man band or whether they do more like I do, which is have lots of people who um, contract and do work for me on contracts and things that I need. So I've got a team, but they're not employed by me. Um, you're on your own. Like you are on your own. And, and that's something that you're going to be getting used to over time. Um, yeah. But... As, as we might want to call it airy fairy or wafty or whatever you want, but I can guarantee you every single one of those successful business people do something like that because you have got to be in the best brain space to yeah. be able to get yourself up and going and motivated and doing something every single day when there is no one over you that you're accountable to if you don't do it. You know, if you don't bring any money in, then there, there's accountability. You know, I've got mortgages to pay, livery bills, you know, all that kind of thing. But other than that, like there isn't anyone saying, why haven't you done this? Um, so yeah, I mean, we call it what we like, but what it actually is, is about, um, you know, that that positive mindset, that being very self-assured, very inwardly confident. And, and we're not all like that all the time. Like that's not a human thing. And anyone ever tells you they're always confident and they're always self-assured, they're lying. Yeah. But knowing where to get that help if you need it is really important, isn't it? Having that, like you say, that support team around you, that business coach, that mindset mentor, that that person who's just a bit further down the line than you are yep. that can help you shortcut and help you avoid the mistakes that they made is just so important, isn't it? Yeah, I think, isn't it, the saying goes, like business and life, it's 80% um, mindset and 20% skill. And I don't know how many times I've ever looked at someone and gone, I know more than them and why are they doing it? And actually they've just gone, sod this, you know, I'm going to go and do it and I'm going to go and give it a try. And, and that is half of it, but you know, back it up with research, back it up with hard work. It's not all going to happen just off the top of your head. And by thinking that you can, you have got to work pretty hard for it as well. Yeah, absolutely. It is, isn't it? And, and, um, you know, the people when we talk about things like passive incomes, like Horsey Courses is just launching, which is a place where people can put their um, their courses online. They don't need to have any technical knowledge to do it. So I've taken away those barriers for people. 
And there's lots of people that are saying, oh, yeah, but there's people that are better than this that are out there at the moment doing it. And it's like, yeah, OK, there are. But they're not you. And you're going to bring whatever's unique to you in, aren't you? You know, the same with Riviera PR. You're not the only PR and social media company out there. Far mm-hmm. from it. There's loads. Yeah, there's loads, but the, not you. You know, they haven't got your background or your education. They haven't got your experience. They they probably weren't ever riders anywhere near to the level that you've ridden at and to the things you've done. And you're very, um, what's the word? It's something I never am. Um, humble about it. No, I'm only joking. <laughs> modest that was the word um you're very very modest about it actually but you know if anyone ever looks up what katie's been and done especially when she was younger on student riding and things you know this she's done some fairly decent stuff you know some of the people that she puts me in contact with and went oh yeah i used to compete against them i was in a team with them the only difference being that katie went off and did the motorsport career thing and they carried on riding that's that's why they're where they are now you know um but without digressing sorry i ever heard was you know um you walk down the street and you see Costa next to Starbucks. Like you walk down the bread aisle and there's five different types of bread. You know, you all pick the one that you like and there's different options for everyone. And if you are thinking about doing something, you go, oh yeah, but somebody's already doing that. That's great. That means there's a market for it. That means people want it. You know, being the first one to do something, it does pay off sometimes. But a lot of the time, you know, you've got to be big with a big idea. And I'm not saying don't do that, but if you are at the moment thinking about it, don't be put off by the competition. You know, competition is a good thing. And actually, the self-employed business market has been one of the most supportive industries that I've kind of walked into. Um, I, you know, the business coach I work with does exactly what I do near enough. Um, and, and she's helped me grow. And I think actually, you know, because not everyone can do everything and there's a lot of people out there, we, we've all got something slightly different to, to offer. And you know, I came out of motorsport and it was dog eat dog. I think someone spoke to me once and said, oh, you girls must all stick together because you know, there's only half of you and it's like, no, we're direct competition, you know, and it was not very nice at all. Whereas in this industry so far, everyone's just trying to help everyone, especially during this, this pandemic. It's, um, it's actually quite a positive place to be. Yeah, in a weird way, you've actually hit it at a really good time, especially doing what you do, because actually at the moment, you know, technology is what everyone needs and, and social presence and being able to get out there and promote their message of whatever it is that they're doing is, is exactly what everyone needs at the moment, for sure. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, I speak to a lot of people and they're like, oh, you went self-employed now. And you're like, well, A, I had it, but I noticed in six months ago, so I didn't really see this coming. But B, you know, it is tough. But if I can make it work now, I'm, I know I'll be able to make it work in the future. So I'm doing all that I can to help people. I've given out a lot of free half hours this week to help people get online and get their social media moving. And I think anything that I can do, I, I'm trying to do. Um, at this time I think it's just important we all sit together and I think the really nice thing as well is I know you can't you know go out and get too distracted by other things either at the moment so when there would have been I know when I first launched my business yes I was very keen to do things and what have you but actually that the 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 distractions were huge because of course they're novel I wasn't able to go and just have lunch with someone or go and just do something so they kind of when I started out took over a little bit but hey here's the best part you can't do that (laughs) you have to sit there in your office and get on with it all (laughs) but it does mean it's going to be even sweeter when not only have you launched a fantastic business and you're making it work really well but you can then go and do some of the things that the whole point of this was to have a a lovely work-life balance as well wasn't it and that's on its way (laughs) and thankfully I'm busy like I've got stuff to do my company's put everyone on three weeks holiday if I was sat at home indoors now with nothing to do I think I'd go absolutely mental so um yeah I'm I'm seeing all the trying to see all the positives in it at the moment 
Okay, and so finally then, I thought let's just look a little bit more into where you've come from, which is as a, uh, a professional corporate person, you know, in a, in, a, in a normal, inverted commas, as you'll always be told now, you know, are you ever yeah. going to get a normal job again? Um, yeah. Which makes me laugh. I still get told that now. Are you ever going to do a normal job? No. Um, but yes, yeah, so that's what you were doing. And you were still riding you know, very well at affiliated levels and doing well at championships and training hard. And so what would be your hints and tips for people who are in that situation at the moment, who are really keen to do very well? Um, what would be the things that you say concentrate on and, and what gives you the edge really, I suppose, in that sense? I think people always say, oh, I don't have time. Um, and I think you really have to look at yourself and say, do I, is it that I don't have time or do I really, am I not prioritizing this? And, you know, there is nothing wrong with that, but you can't expect the results. I've been very fortunate in many ways. You know, my horse is super talented and I've missed the odd ride here and there. And she accounts for and makes up for some of my lack of talent. But you have to be prepared to put in the hours. You know, you can't just say, oh, I want to go and qualify for nationals and not be willing to ride the horse six days a week. Um, you know, I try and use my lunch breaks to go to the gym um, and just utilise every hour. I did sacrifice a lot of my personal life. Um, it's been difficult with my other half as well. Um, but I sat in and said to him the other day, I was like, you know, I'm really fortunate riding, you know, the top hat and tails is my dream. It's been my childhood dream. Um, and I'm working towards that. Not many people get to. Um, so, you know, if it means I don't go on a holiday or I don't go out on a Friday night, for me, that doesn't matter because I'm getting to live my dream in, in to some extent. Sounds really corny, I know, but you just have to be be prepared to put in that hour if it means getting up at five instead of six or in the dark or riding your horse at 10 just really be good at structuring your day I think is the main thing and planning um I really miss my little equestrian planners because they completely sorted my week out um you know I'd look at the shows get the shows in the calendar and then work backwards from those of when I'd be riding what I'd want to do on what days when I need my lessons um then trying to make sure that my horse is getting enough rest days she isn't doing the same thing too many times. Um, and then because I'm sat at a desk all day, you know, I'm not very fit. I'm still really crooked and used to do a lot more to work on my straightness. But I would be trying to get in the gym through my lunch breaks at work so that I'm being as fit and strong as I, I could be for her. Because at the end of the day, a lot of it for me is not letting my horse down. Um, daft as it sounds, she don't know. But I want to be able to do her proud. She's incredibly talented, so... If you want it, you're just going to have to go and work for it. It's, there's, there's no cheating to it. Um, but do surround yourself with the right people. So if it is, you know, like with you, Jenny, for me, in my head, I really struggle with enjoying it. And I'd put a lot of pressure on myself. Um, and it drove me into quite a state of despair, really. I was really miserable when I'm actually doing something that I love. It doesn't make any sense. I remember as a kid, somebody coming to me and saying, why do you keep putting yourself through this? why do you do it to yourself and this is meant to be my for me is my hobby my fun um and we worked a hell of a lot on that and i think it's 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 getting that right team around you so that you are in the right frame and you're supported by the right people to, to do the best that you can do if that does mean that you have to put your horse on full livery or invest in different areas of your life um then you then that is what you need to do 
Cool. Okay. And so to touch on that, then, if you could give some people here some hints and tips. Oh, sorry. I've just seen a comment here from Nikki. Right. And then we'll oh, go yeah. on to this. This is so sweet. Nikki Allen has said it's not corny at all I'm with you on your dream shall we have a tales party next year absolutely uh, this is why I've got my money so I can afford my new tailcoat yeah well Nikki has her new tailcoat um Nikki was on this Q&A previously what we didn't show you I should have put the video on was her prancing around the house in her beautiful yeah. tails and top hat it was a, the best video I was yeah. crying at it yeah. because she's stuck indoors and she wanted to wear top hat and tails so she did yeah, um no. but yeah so uh, yeah so I was going to ask you then um so you 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 touched upon the fact that we talked about some things that helped you to remember that it's a hobby you do enjoy it yes you want to do well at it of course that's absolutely fine but I know there was definitely some particular things that you found really useful that you've used over the years um, to help you with with the sort of the mindset element of it because there it's quite complex really sometimes isn't it you know the whole kind of wanting to do well but not putting the pressure on so it, it goes against you but then it's a hobby but then you really want to do it and you're working hard to pay for it and it just it can be so much can't it so what would you say tips to some other people that you found really helpful over the last certainly the last few years hasn't it really that that's helped yeah. you out um the biggest one for me was and the one I always go back to when I'm stuck is controlling the controllables. Um, that's controllables, I'm not sure it's even really a proper word. Um, but for me, that was the massive one. So I used to go to a show and be in the warm-up, be like, oh my God, look at that horse. Oh my God, look at so-and-so. Oh my God, look at, and I really need to get 70% and, you know, and I need to, to do this and, I, and I've got to qualify for that because otherwise, you know, I'm not a good rider. And, and actually all of those things are completely outside my... Um, realm of control and I it like tears me up when I see people going my aim for this show is to get 70% you're like you can't do anything about it like the judge might just be really miserable that day and say I'm only giving out sixes you can't do anything about it um but what you can control is how you're going to ride that day and going oh I have to control my riding that isn't specific enough you've got to be really like down to the detail and go okay I am um what would I use to use so like I'd I'd get in the test, okay, and I'd take my leg off. So I'd just get in there and absolutely flop. So for me, it was like, right, I'm going to ride two legs to two hands. That is what I'm going to, and it's really simple and really basic, and I shouldn't be, you know, trying to get my way around a medium test thinking that, but I have to do it, and it makes me put my leg on, makes me ride forwards, and it makes me ride my horse. Um, and I'd take three things, because only, I think, three things when we spoke about Jenny is like the, the maximum number you can come up with. And it might be like, I'm going to ride leg to hand properly today. I'm going to go down that centre line with two legs on. Um, I'm going to remember my free walk to squeeze the toothpaste to get those marks out. That is my method of riding a free walk. And then I want to get a nice photo. And they're the three things that I can control and I can completely and utterly know if I've done those, I've done the best I can. And inevitably, when you do that, you come out of way better results than you would have done in the first place. But you have to kind of not go. And that's when I found myself getting into another loop was going, well, if I do that, I know I'll do well. And then you put another level of pressure on. So that's when I'd go back to Jenny and have a bit of a refresher and say, you know, actually, I need to go back to, to being able to enjoy this. Um, and it's weird because I got into a state where the results, you know, if I had a good day or a bad day, I was very level. Um, and it became almost like I was neutral to competing. Um, but I've, I've worked on that as well and gone back to, you know, actually being really grateful for when I have done well and making sure I give my horse loads of carrots. Um, and just being very thankful for the opportunity she's given me really cool great stuff thank you um 
Just one caveat on the photo that's provided there's a decent photographer there, mind him, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, maybe there is though. If not, just try and take one on your phone, something like that. You know, just come away with a picture. Yeah. <laughs> that was your thing. Cool. Well, he that when she was a young horse, you know, give her a good confidence for filling round because, you know, she's got to learn and get in the arena, and um, that would mean you know riding positively forwards and not being intent. You know, if your sack of spud sat on top, you're not going to give your four-year-old a very good competition experience, are you? So working around those kind of goals and that kind of stuff. Cool. Yeah. So, and it's being flexible with those kind of goals, isn't it? So, um, sorry, I just had to refresh Facebook there, but it's all come back again. That's fine. So, yeah. Okay. Well, I think we've covered an awful lot of stuff there, actually, Katie, and there's been tons and tons of hints and tips and information. So just while people have an opportunity, if they want to ask any questions, I think we may have lost the live for a minute by the looks of it. So not, we're still streaming live, so this will be on the replay, but I've got a feeling let me just see if I can refresh it. Oh, there we are. No, we're back again. That's cool on the live. Um, so, yes. Yeah, so while people just get an opportunity, if there are any questions you guys want to ask, we're just going to have another couple of minutes and then we will be finishing. Um, but what would be your kind of thoughts then around your journey and, you know, everything over the years that have got you to where you are today? What would you what would you say have been the the things if you were to give yourself some advice back to yourself, say 10 years ago, um, probably never thought you'd be where you are today, doing what you're doing, having done what you've done and what have you, what, what advice would you give back to yourself? I won't say how old, 10 years ago. Um, oh, a working career, scary, isn't it? And there you go. So yeah, so what, when you just, no, I won't even say that because that will give it away as well. Um, <laughs> we just graduated. Just graduated. Um, <laughs> Yeah. What, would you, what would you say to that that Katie back there if you could give her a message now? Yeah, the only thing I'd, I um, I've had a very privileged, like a very lucky career, um, and been on some amazing uh, trips and worked with some incredible people. Um, I wouldn't change any of that. I think the only thing I'd change is make sure I enjoyed it on the way. Um, life goes by pretty quick, and just stop and take it in for a little while, and and. I think a lot of it for me was the pressure got to me too often. Um, I put a lot of pressure on myself to be doing the right job, doing the right things, doing the right thing with my horse and being friends with the right people, you know, trying to please everybody else. That, that was the main one, really, just trying to please everyone else and do what is right by society. And there is no right. Um, you've got to do what you, you want to do. It's, at the end of the day, you've got to look after number one. And I don't think I have ever really done a very good job in that. Um, so yeah, whilst I wouldn't change my career um, and all the ups and downs I've had with it, I would just think I, I should have taken a little bit more time to bask in the sun in Bermuda when I was there, for example. Um, you know, yeah, just life's too short, isn't it? All I've got. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's amazing. That would, that's a fantastic piece of advice is, you know, look after number one. It doesn't mean you have to be horrible about it to other people, but look after number one. You know, find that balance of self-care and still you know supporting and being caring to other people as well and I think that's really key at the moment really isn't it let's face it in the situation that we are in now I think that's probably a really great takeaway to to finish with which is look after yourself it's really important no one else can do that bit for you you have to do it for yourself because you are the only one that's ever going to be with you and it doesn't matter where you go whether that be Bermuda or down the road you know you are always with you and sometimes things can be tough 
but it's how you deal with them that makes the difference and and how you treat other people is important too you know so it's a balance between those two isn't it but without yourself you're no use to anyone and particularly those of us that have got our own businesses or you were somehow helping and supporting other people whether that be services or whether that be creating lovely products or things that help people in some way um if we're not here to do that it can't happen so yeah look after yourself and and celebrate your wins as well treat yourself when you do well yeah a little bit prosecco yeah, one thing one thing I always loved about Katie's mum is she'd always turn up at shows and basically as soon as Katie had come down the centre line regardless of what the results were we'd hear the court popping and the Prosecco would be handed out so yeah. thank you celebrate so much to Katie. Sorry? You always celebrate before the results now. Yeah so we celebrate regardless um, so I do try and try and support Katie as much as I can wherever because I know without fail I'll get some Prosecco so you know <laughs> the best one ever. she uh, sent me a food shop the other day I mean there was food in there but it did include six bottles of wine and, some sh- and an easter egg so oh I love cool. your mum I think she might be watching this hi Sylvia you're a legend <laughs> absolutely really cool well thank you so much katie everyone said thank you so much really enjoyed it taking loads away from it and hopefully um the people that are going to watch this on the replay and listen to this on the podcast as well if you've got any questions for katie they can contact you via your facebook page riviera pr yeah, and instagram and your instagram which is riviera pr yeah the yep. riviera PR limited i think yeah and if they want to watch your riding journey with um river who is obviously the reason you're called Riviera. He is, yeah. Then they can follow you on Deciphering Dressage on Facebook and on Instagram. Yeah, both of those as well. So if you want to get in touch with Katie about anything, if you want to join her um, four-week coaching piece about um, how she can help you as a, a rider and a business and what have you, then do get in touch with her. I think she's got a couple of spaces left on that. And uh, if you've got anything, any questions for me about anything, obviously you can contact me as well on Flying Changes Coaching Facebook page um, or email Jenny at flyingchangescoaching.co.uk. Thanks so much, Katie. It's been fabulous. Pleasure. Thank you for having me. You're very welcome. We might ask you back sometime if you'll come back. (laughs) So take care. Speak soon. Bye, everyone. See ya. And I hope you enjoyed this podcast as much as I did. If you want to listen to more of them, then please do follow us in Apple, in Google and on Podbean. Hack Your Mindset with Jenny is the name of this podcast. So please do subscribe, follow us and we look forward to you listening in to our next one. Bye, everyone. You got this, you got this.